0: Hi, I'm Jim Antonopoulos. Hi, I'm Damien Carolla. This is Fearless Conversations.
1: So, Damien, you've got a tan. What's going on? Uh, Jim, I've got that, um, you know, that, that affliction we all have, which is coming back from a overseas holiday and complaining about the weather. <laughs> right, okay. I'm going to start a survivor's group. I might <laughs> even write a book about it. Yeah. <laughs> Can you tell me a little bit about that? Oh, uh, look, we were fortunate enough to get away for about three weeks or so with a good group of friends, and we headed towards Italy. Uh, a friend of ours turned 50, so we, um, we just ate a lot. How amazing. It was pretty cool. How amazing yeah, to do that! Oh. Yeah, I was I've, I'd slowly, you know. I'm, I mean, I'm losing the tan. I don't know, what I'm, you know, what am I going to do about that? Do I get a spray on? No, tan? no, don't no? do that. No, I don't, no, I no. do that. Well, no, 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 don't yeah. do that.
0: We're both um, Balkan Mediterranean, and we don't need that. We don't That's need perf- that, do yeah, we? Perfect. Yeah.
1: So perfect. I'm just, I'm, adju- I'm just adjusting. And, and what about you? How's, how's your week been?
0: Um, yeah, middle of the depths of Melbourneian winter. Um, speaking of weather, um, I'm well. The the week's been uh, busy. It's um, it's a Wednesday uh i've just come it's just off the back of two days in canberra with a client um it's been good yeah the week's going okay
1: yeah it's it's going okay yeah Mm. yeah what are we um what are we talking about today a little
0: while back uh, a friend of mine said to me that uh she said you know i really like you because you expand me okay You broadened my mind and you introduced me to new things, and that's why you're my friend. I thought, oh, it's it's humbling to hear that. Um, But then you also got me thinking about um, a conversation you and I had a little while back back about an abundant mindset and expansive thinking. So I think we should talk about that today.
1: Okay, so hopefully we can explore that, open it up a little bit, and um, maybe, I guess, evaluate. What are the, some of the bits and pieces, and rituals, and tools that we can we've used in the past that have helped mm. us to open up? Yeah, absolutely. So, tell me a little bit about
0: in your mind what what is expansive thinking, and what is it that um, what is an abundant mindset? and How does it link to being a leader?
1: Yeah, you know, I was, I was chatting to my wife just before the podcast, and she always gives me a lot of inspiration, and. I was asking her about what, what is this thing, what is this notion of having an expansive or an abundant mindset and being really open? And uh, my wife, Kate, reminded me that probably one of the most natural ways for us to be as leaders, as creatives or as entrepreneurs is to actually be expansive. We, I mean, you, you think about those times as a child, just how expansive you are, just how open you are, how present and connected you are, and something happens – throughout the the life journey where you you go through a a series of experiences, you become a little bit more cynical, you might hit the marketplace, you might get knocked around a little bit and you start to close up. Mm -hmm. And what I mean by close, I guess one uh, notion of closing up is that you start to second guess, you start to doubt or you start to fear your intuition and your inner judgment. So you start to second guess. And I think this notion of leaders uh, and creatives and entrepreneurs Uh, staying open despite what's going on in the marketplace or within the organization is a I think it's a pretty important topic for us to explore and for us for for maybe leaders to get their head around you know when do I close up when do I go to these fixed um, comfortable ways of operating within my business that don't spark innovation and creativity and what is it about that uh, those things that we come up against that close us up, that stop us questioning and asking and we go back to, you know, that comfort zone, mm-hmm. you know, the same product, the same sales channel, the same way of operating a business because it's comfortable mm-hmm. and we can get through it. But that's actually not what we're here for, is it? No. Well, what are we here for? Mm, that's, a, that's a good <laughs> question. Well, I'll tell you what, you know, one of the things that gets me out of bed is that yeah, it's, it's kind of this thing that you want to be cutting – an original path through life mm. you want to be innovative you want to you want to leave a legacy you want to do something that's a little bit exciting and fresh and, and you want to feel like you've contributed to something that's a lot bigger within uh, your world and the heart of that is is to stay expansive and to stay open in terms of what what might arrive in terms of a, a solution in, in in your world what yeah, about you that's
0: a really wonderful uh definition um you know just two words meaningful work uh, yeah okay that's what it is for us and that's what it is for me personally um, I just want to do meaningful work and to me what sits behind that is a state of calm uh, a state of low stress working with good people um, with good outcomes in a good way day to day you know I think that it just boils down to that what is,
1: yeah what is that um, you know, ask, ask a question it might be a little bit challenging where do you reckon that comes from for you
0: um, I think it comes from adversity. Okay. I think it comes from the opposite of all of that, having yep. experienced the much of the opposite of that. Yes. Um, and then I think it comes from uh, a deep sense of introspection and self-awareness, a development of self-awareness and questioning what my purpose is and what I want out of my own life, business, working environment. Um, personally and yeah I, th- I think it's a transition and a journey th- from a state of um, of negative experiences and it's a, and a, certainly a, um, a hero's journey
1: if you may yeah right. um, out of that into something that's a lot more filled with light so I mean I've, I've been um, I've had the honor of sharing your journey through through business and life from mm. time to time you've been really open about sharing your experiences mm. and You've actually often spoken to me of adversity and challenges hmm. um, that you've encountered and I, and I guess it's, you know, you don't get to know expansive thinking unless you know what it's like to be limited. Oh, Absolutely. Absolutely. Um,
0: but also understanding the pressures that are pushed, pushed against you and the expectation um, and what being aware of, um, for me personally, being aware of what causes me uh, stress and anxiety in my working life was, is absolutely critical critical to, uh, to performing at a higher level, being more productive, um, delivering more value to clients, uh, through products, to my team. Uh, and ultimately my family. Um, So, yeah, that's where it stems from for me.
1: So, Jim, um, an interesting topic, and Mm -hmm. we can sort of get into this a little bit more through the podcast, is how do we stay expansive or abundant when the world's coming at you?
0: Yeah, that's a really great question, you know. Um, I no longer uh, look at Instagram. Yes, because in a world that where things are bombarding you, you have to be very selective um, of what you allow in um, to then be purposeful for where you drive your energy towards. And you know that's one very small example. It's a social example, um, and but. Then there's this notion of um, the hustle culture, which is bombarding yes. us at the other end, right? Yes. Instagram tends to be more of a social tool that's a quick dopamine hit. But then there's the, the, the hustle culture that is bombarding us as entrepreneurs and leaders but that tells us that we have to be uh, running at a certain pace no, – sorry, sprinting at yes. a certain pace. Um, we have to deliver or ship product um, at a yeah. certain velocity and cadence. And we also have to have an attitude that, you know, um, we have 24 hours in a day and we're going to use every single one of them um, to be working, working, working. Um, You know, I don't buy into that. So having some simple guiding principles for myself um, that guide me through my working day, working week, month, year um, are critical. So I don't buy into uh, those sorts of um, narratives that hit us and they hit us continually every day as leaders um, entrepreneurs they're there they're in our social media streams they're in our linkedin streams they're everywhere they're in the news um, they're hitting us and it creates an expectation that we have to perform um, in a certain way
1: uh, or you know, on a certain level i don't buy into that so they're very i guess they're very fear-based uh, it's they a very fear based culture, isn't yeah, it? When you're, whether you're reading Apple News or you're reading the latest sort of massacre or the latest yeah. um, impending economic disaster that's yeah. coming around the corner, the latest political storm, yeah. um, the vacuous Instagram influencers, all of um, that. Uh, all, all that rubbish that yeah. sort of enters that narrative and that stream of thoughts. Yeah. And how, do, how are you meant to stay expansive if that junk's coming through your mind all the time? You have to know when you switch them off. Yes. You have to have, you
0: have to realise that you have control and you switch all that noise off. And um, to be able to uh, quieten the mind, we need to be able to um, stem the flow of bombardment of messages that are coming at us to be able to then focus and be productive. And hey, I deliver, I ship product, I, I serve clients and I run a business um, quicker and faster and more productive than a lot of people but I don't buy into that culture. Um, You know, I think recently I ran through with you a list of things that I'm currently working on. Um, Ten of them were viable uh, products and businesses that I'm currently working on. Um, And I'm not stressed. So I think uh, being able to stop the flow and stem the flow of um, bombardment, that's how I see it. A bombardment of negativity and interruption um, is critical. And... I do that through mindful tasks, yes, um, through exercise, uh, which is mindful, uh, mindful yep. tasks for me. Um, through time management, so controlling time, and being very selective as to where I put my energy and to whom I give it to.
1: Jim, there's a um, there's a practice, and it's really important to be really open but discerning. Mm. So you can be really open to possibilities, open to where you're getting knowledge from, open to different ways of operating, different uh, options to solutions and problems within business. But at the same time, it doesn't mean you can't be highly discerning around content and what's coming across your stream. And that's what you're reminding us, aren't you? Yeah, of course.
0: And people. And people. Um, People that are taking up um, your time, but also, also they're also taking more than they give. Um, and uh, are just present, yep. you know, so, not okay. offering any value. Being, and, you know, that's sometimes a very hard, very difficult thing to uh, think about, but asking yourself um, that, uh, you know, how, what value is this offering me uh, on a personal level, on a mindful level, uh, health level, uh, multiple aspects. Um, sometimes we have people in our lives that uh, take more than they give, um, and they are still good
1: people if we have to ask that question. Mm. So what do you do when you're coming across someone that is, I guess, for want of a better term, uh, a bit of an energy vampire? Oh. <laughs> uh, what, what do I do or what have I done? Or what have you done in the <laughs> um, past?
0: You know, you know, it's one of those things in my life I have never um, – I'm interested in your take on this as well but uh, it sneaks up on you, doesn't it? You know, yes. It takes a long time to realise and think, hold on a sec, this person is actually um, have offering very little value and I haven't seen it for months or years and I've certainly been in that situation. Yes. And, but you know, you learn from it and you have the conversation or you just yeah. sort of like two ships at sea you slowly just allow that person to drift the other way okay. um, in a kind and <laughs> humble way
1: um, I'm interested in your take what do you think yeah look it's, it is interesting I mean um, you know if we bring it back to this topic there are some people that expand you and some people that close you up mm. and if you well they close you up if you allow them to that's probably the because um, I guess we're all responsible about our own energy and we've all sort of we're all masters of our own you know captains of our own ships so uh, for me it's always been um something that if i'm in tune and i'm present to and i'm aware of i can have a bit of compassion about the choices i make and it's not about judging anyone because i'm sure i've been in situations where i've sucked the energy out of people or sucked the life out of people it's not about judging them or judging me or judging others it's just about if i've got a if I'm aware of what's happening and I'm aware, I'm really honest with that dynamic, then I can make a choice around, as you said before, just with a bit of compassion, just allowing those people to go. And without making a big drama or a big song and dance about it or making mm. them wrong, and you right, because that's just an ego thing. Yeah, of course. Yeah, but it's being in tune with that and, and saying yourself to yourself consciously, um, if I'm going to keep expanding, then... I, I've got to be really discerning about my circle and, and who I have in my world and how I operate to the greatest extent that I can. And you know, the reality is, we're you know, we're in, we're in life, we're in the marketplace, we're in business. There's going there is always going to be people who come across our radar that are going to suck the energy out of you for 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 no other reason that, that that's their current level of consciousness and that's the way they're operating. And it's pretty common. I mean, we do a lot of work in. Uh, construction and there's some pretty big egos and some big forces at play and you get a lot of characters coming through the um, the arena um, that do challenge and provoke you and they will try and close you up if you're not conscious or aware of it. I completely yeah. agree. I completely agree. And,
0: you know, we, we often talk about starting with the self, starting with, you know, um, introspection. And I think – and I'll read something to you that I picked up today um, – Uh, the key to the first mindset of meaning is to create a safe and loving environment inside your head by accepting yourself as you are um, which is the first step towards an abundant mindset so what Um, do you
1: what is that sort of how does that play out what i I take for for that is you know
0: on the topic of you know where we put our energies and the people in our lives etc as we were just discussing you know you can't actually make those decisions um, without first accepting um, and creating a safe space um, environment in our own minds and our own chatter Yes, and simply accepting who we are, uh, the context that we are in and um, the, our abilities, our strengths and weaknesses um, and then moving from there. A lot of people ignore that. A lot of people take that for granted or even fear going there. But, you know, I work with a lot of um, young creative leaders as well. I mentor a lot of them um, through a lot of the work that I do. And I, I do get a consistent array of questions around the same thing that all leads towards the same answer. And that is to look within yourself. Yes. Get your shit sorted in, in yep. here and uh, creative space where you're not self-criticizing, but you're watching and observing your strengths and weaknesses emerge, and understand them, accept them, because we're all different. We all operate in different ways, um, and then go for there. So I think the first, the key to uh, um, an abundant, expansive mindset. Is actually to get our own shit in order first, um, our own chatter, our own mindfulness and create an environment within ourselves that is safe so we can move forward.
1: Yeah, okay, great. Um, it's really the practice of the ages, isn't it? I mean, to talk about an abundant, expansive mindset, uh, I've often sort of reminded myself or we've often come across situations where, you know, when you get leaders talking and they're completely they're either disconnected or they're really incongruent so it's like that typical political speak they're saying something Mm. but their body's telling you a completely different thing so they're disconnected or there's a there there are two narratives going on at the same time and an, an honest expansive narrative is one where we just start where we are so if I'm feeling limited and if I'm feeling scared or I'm feeling A complete lack of abundance I can't just aspire to say be abundant Mm. I've got to start where I am yeah and if I'm if I'm connecting and creating that space of compassion and vulnerability and saying you know what i got up this morning and the last thing I want to do Jim is to be feel expansive or abundant it's the opposite of how I feel but that's where you start isn't it of course you're starting with complete honesty so wherever you are is is, um, you know, wherever you start from is, is eventually where you'll end up. Because if you're starting with honesty, integrity, you'll you'll allow yourself to come through that process, yeah. right, as opposed to an aspiration to be abundant or an aspiration to be expansive. It doesn't work like that. I
0: hear you. you know, I've worked with um, I've worked very closely with a, a CEOs and um, a lot of C levels, uh, like very closely, like one on one. And um, a few years ago, I was working with one CEO who's relatively new in his organization. Um, and feared presenting to the board, uh, presenting strategies to the board, um, really feared um, presenting to a team and all, then to um, the broader uh, community, I guess the staff and employees. Um, and what he would do was um, he, he'd reel me in and always get me to kind of validate his opinions and check and recheck and recheck and check and recheck. But then at the other end, he was also behaving in a certain way that he was putting up a wall, emotional wall around himself where he would just simply never let anyone see a chink in his armour, ever. Um, always playing a
1: role rather than just being himself. Playing hmm. a role as opposed to being himself. That's, yeah. uh, that's a pretty common condition, oh, isn't it? Without in a corporate. doubt.
0: You know, and he re- still he was and still is a really good guy. Yes. Really good guy. Great, great guy with a good heart. And I kept saying to him, um, just go out there and admit that you're you're scared. Go out there and admit that this is new to you, first-time CEO. Go out there and tell everyone that you're going to really relish this journey and your goal is for it to be remarkable.
1: But he wouldn't do that. Why do you think that is? I just fear. Yeah, so for many executives, if, mm. uh, there's this silly notion that if they show people the chinks in their armour, they'll mm. be judged and taken apart. Mm. Absolutely. So. And it's
0: all existing in their own mind. Whereas his staff would sit there and tell me that they actually really loved who he was, but when he got up there and when he was engaging with them at, a, you know, at that sort of CEO to employee level, he just really let them down. But he was this really great, warm guy um, socially. <laughs> All he had to do was be himself.
1: Yeah. So how do we how do we teach those people to open up? How do we actually get through their armor? I mean, can we if they're not willing to go there? Yeah. I
0: think it's it's tough when you're
1: dealing with ego,
0: isn't it? It's yep. um, it's tough. Well, what are, what are some of your experiences with the people that you've worked with around this area? How do you how do you get um, an entrepreneur i'll paint a scenario for you how do you get a an entrepreneur who thinks he knows he thinks he knows the way it's going to work he knows yeah. he's going to pan out um he's really not listening to you he's um you know he's got his eye on something and he's just heading that way single-minded um, full of ego never really lets himself just be how do you handle that how do you coach someone like that
1: you know it's it's a hard question, and I, I certainly don't have all the answers. But one way in, sometimes, is if you just talk about your experience with them and how they how they you know how they come across to you and their current state, and you do that with a lot of compassion. And the, you know the example would be, hey, Jim. Um, I get a sense you're really struggling at the moment and you've, you've got two messages going on one you're projecting this sort of era of in, invincibility but deep down I know you are struggling and I know you know what I struggle to you know I'll share with them my experiences of when I've been there I would start to show them something of myself that uh, isn't always pretty if, if I want them to then go through that doorway or I'll just sort of call it out sometimes and it's pretty messy but uh, if you and i are pretty in tune to that present moment and we've got a heightened sense of what's going on then you can start to feel things and if i can start to feel some anxiety uh, a facade a block a vacuous sort of ego that's getting in the way of probably a vulnerable little boy that's sitting behind there then um sometimes i've got to be brave enough to call that out Mm -hmm. but if i'm you know, if I'm com- if I'm completely in tune with myself, then I'm in tune with that moment. If I'm in tune with that moment and I trust my feelings, and if I trust my feelings, I'll call things out. Yeah. With, with compassion, no judgment. Mm. With vulnerability. And, you know, and say so about three or four years ago, I was, you know, in a situation where, man, I was struggling. And I was I was struggling at that point trying to get a, a scale up to – a business up to scale. And I know what it feels like and these are my experiences. And I, I get a sense that um, – you know, you're probably there as well. So do you yeah. want to talk about that? And you often get a lot of defence, but that's probably a one way in. It. But again, they've got to be willing to go there. Mm. But you've got to be willing, or I've got to be willing to brave, be brave enough to ask the question. Yeah, because that's a that's an honest conversation, isn't it? It's not of a, course. and at least that way. You leave and I leave or I'll leave feeling like, you know what, I I showed my integrity there. Mm. It wasn't pretty but I was was trying to be pretty straight. Yeah. I sometimes realise that I'm not necessarily the right person to be um,
0: answering the question. So if I'm – I think I really believe that the the solution doesn't lie in um, a a tool or or, um, a book or an application. I think people heal people and people help people rise to their – best potential I think we're our own worst enemies enemies but we're also our greatest friends of one another I think people can help people absolutely a lot of things that I look at when we're working with teams in we're currently working in a large organization helping them sort of transform culture a lot of the things that I look at is uh, other people inside the organization that I feel can be open and receptive to helping those that aren't because sometimes I'm not necessarily the best person to be relaying the message or offering the support and um, or consult on that specific problem. So I'm always looking inside organisations for other people who are open and receptive um, to, to change um, to help those others who aren't.
1: Okay, so you're… Um You're by virtue getting them to show their leadership around being expansive and open. You're getting them to sort of model that kind of behaviour for others. So it's probably about who they're being, isn't it? So Mm. if they're turning up in a – they're willing to question their own biases and assumptions, Mm. they're willing to let go of old ways of operating or old ways of doing things, then that's kind of – that's that expansive leadership. So they turn up – It's who they're being as opposed to what they're saying, isn't it? Exactly,
0: and it opens their minds. You know, I've put um, put – I work with a a private girls' school um, out in Canberra and I've put students in front of board members um, in a strategic planning context. Does that make sense? So we're developing the strategic plan. um, So I've put students – in front of board members to tell their stories, the student story. And I've given students, I've briefed the students and let them know that they have free licence. No-one's going to punish them. They're safe. And I have agreement from the room that they're safe. They can f- tell us their context, their experience, both positive and negative. Um, the look on board members' faces. Yeah, wow. You could see their mind opening. You could see the cogs turning full of opportunity great new ideas simply by putting the right person in front of the right person
1: yeah fantastic look um i think there's is I would uh it's probably rare that you get good facilitators that can do that um people like yourself that can actually open up those rituals and, and mechanisms and and so for the average punter um i think there's a scale of openness and there's a scale mm-hmm. of of abundance that they can start to go through. It's it's really hard to get a leader to open up and expand in a high-pressure situation if they haven't practised uh, being open and expansive in smaller situations. And it's almost like a ritual and a, and a muscle. That it's they've got a to practice. Keep, yeah, you've got to keep practising mm. because you can't do that sort of, you know, when, when the pressure's on and the adversities, people are coming at you, your p and all over the place, etc. and you've got to be expansive, it ain't going to happen. So for the, for the average person, for, for most of us, um, we've got to keep practicing this uh, sort of notion of what's limiting me at the moment. What are my biases and assumptions? What's my old story that I've got to let go of? Because if I don't let go of that old narrative that no longer serves me, how am I going to shed that skin so something new can, can yeah. arise? Yeah, so true. Um,
0: what are you doing in that context for yourself?
1: What's your practice? It's always quiet time. Mm. Yeah, so there's always quiet meditation, there's quiet sitting. There's really no... I personally don't think there's any... I don't think there's too many other ways. Mm. So my expansiveness or my uh, limited belief system start with me. If I'm limited and I'm stuck, which I often am, mm. then it, it, it's just an indication that I'm not giving myself enough compassionate, quiet, vulnerable space and safe space just with myself, with nobody else, or I just get to settle a little bit. And once I settle that uh, adrenaline fight-flight response, um, then I can breathe and slowly start to... So as soon as I open up my physiology, my body, my heart space, mm. my hands, my shoulders, my palms, then I'll slowly start to let go. Mm. And so the more I let go, the more I let go of my current state, um, the greater the possibility is that I'll start to expand. So. I've always believed that it starts with physiology. It starts with your body, and then it extends from there. So it's my current inner state and your current inner state that will determine what's going on outside of you. Mm. So, and you know what, Jim? Sometimes you know if I've got a big world. It's it's hard for me to stop. So if I stop, you know the 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 turbo stream of narrative is, is flying. <laughs> mm. And but there is no other. I believe there's no other way. It's yeah. it's it's quiet uh, introspection, quiet solitude, even when you're feeling like crap even when you don't want to do that it's probably the time to say i've probably got to take five minutes just to steal myself because i can't keep running at this pace it's just not sustainable but nobody's reminding well not too many people are reminding us to do that so how do you what would
0: you say to a father of three who runs his own business has 10 other projects on the go um lives with his partner as well so there's a, a house full of five people all with their own diaries and expectations um five employees and um everything that comes with that it's a great question um, Jim. and who has to go has to wake up at four thirty in the morning to get some exercise um, every other day every second day of the week um which is the only time that he can do that um ha- how would you and it constantly feels on the go mind is always racing what would you say to just a normal Joe Blow like that
1: I I would say to them Mm -hmm. that your efficiency your productivity your performance will go through the roof if you find little moments throughout the day where you do get the stop. The stop might not be half an hour or 40 minutes, but a stop is between the car and home. The stop is between the tram and work. The stop is between the office and the next meeting. And I would say to you that if you can find those little full stops throughout the day, and it could be five seconds, it could be three out breaths, it could be five minutes if you can afford the time Um, but I'd also say you cannot not afford the time because Mm. you and I both know that if you really want to perform to your potential or your peak that you got to do this work and if you're not doing the work your performance will suffer your productivity will suffer and your creativity will suffer so it's for me it's about what you value the most if you value that you'll you'll find a way to do it you're not going to go on a seven-day silent retreat you know Mm. you don't have the time but you'll do 30 seconds you'll do two minutes you'll do Mm. Uh, an in-between thing, and if you're valuing that present moment reminder, or, or your work or my work might be, you know what, the, the the mobile's getting switched off all the way home. I'm gonna I'm gonna practice staying completely present on this tram ride home. Mm. And I'm just gonna sit and observe and see what's going on around me. That's a meditation. Yeah, yeah. That's and that's that's how you expand. That's how you stay open. But if you don't give yourself that opportunity, well, you're going to get in your head. You know what happens when you're in your head? You, you go into fear and scarcity and overthinking and dramatization and, yeah, and, and ego and turbo. So that's the opposite of this limit, it's expansive, limitless mindset. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Awesome. I'll let him know I was asking for a friend. Uh, of course. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was asking for my friend as well.
1: Yeah. But, it, you know, the, the, the one notion that, I mean… Back in the day when you are a little bit younger, you have these romantic aspirational notions around purpose, expansion, limitless mindsets, abundance, et cetera, et cetera, but you're not always living in the real world. And the real world is you're trying to do this stuff and getting smacked over the back of the head at the same time. So we've also got to be really honest and say this stuff's really hard. Yeah. You know, um, the world, if you're allowed to, will pull you into a limited, fixed Donald Trump-style <laughs> you know us versus them you versus me um dual, sort of that duality mindset either or and, oh, yeah. and, and we're going to get keep getting pulled into that space if we don't give ourselves those rituals the compassion and those little moments to say you yeah, what, what is it that i really want and why am i here yeah, yeah. amazing that was an amazing conversation. Yeah, thanks, Jim. It was uh, it was good. It's good to be back uh, doing yeah. our podcast. Yeah,
0: it is. It is. Um, we're going to lock in uh, a few more recording dates and we're going to get this rolling in
1: throughout the year. So um, you keen to do that? I am and keen to mix it up and get other people involved, as, yeah. as you often encourage me, and we'll get a few more people to interview and, and all yeah. the rest. Of course.
0: Amazing. Well, thanks for coming in. Thank you, Jim. Cheers. Terrific. Bye. Fearless is produced by Jim Antonopoulos and Damien Carolla. Your questions, your insights and your ideas will help us feed future episodes. Get in touch through all the usual channels.